This is Agree to Disagree with Mike Brzezuda and Bob Labriola. Do you hear what I hear? That's right. Quiet. Silence. You want music? Dial up some Simon and Garfunkel, specifically the sound of silence. Because this is what it sounds like when you're ready to do Agree to Disagree, the show with the motto, I'm right, he's he's wrong. wrong. Labs, we're all business here. We're not going to have uh, any background singers or a horn section or uh, anything of the sort. Uh, So we're we're not going to have any fun? No. We're going to get to it. When you said, do you hear what I hear, I thought we were going to start singing Christmas songs. Yeah, well, see, that's how this was. (laughs) That was part of the clever nature of the open, and it's that time of year. But for the Steelers, it's not the most wonderful time of the year. It is definitely not. Because they're they're earning a a sock full of coal right now. Just one sock full. Maybe maybe Extra large sock. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody with really big feet. Big stretchy ones that they have. Right. Like you see all the T-shirts are ripping now. Up over over the knee socks, too. Yeah. uh, It was pretty ugly in Cincinnati on uh, Sunday, 41 to 10. Uh, What do you do about that? Well... You know, you might want to change a whole lot, but Labs, there really isn't a great deal Mike Tomlin can do. Agree or disagree? Uh, I'm going to disagree with that. I I think that what we're going to see, and this is my uh, forecast for Sunday's game against the Ravens. Partly uh, cloudy. Partly cloudy. We're going to see some different bodies on the offensive line. You know, what we've already seen so far this week, and – you know, you've been around Mike Tomlin for every year of his tenure with the Steelers, and so you know his disdain for depth charts. There was a change to the depth chart. Isaiah Bugs was demoted from starting nose tackle. So to me, ding, ding, dong, dong, that is a gigantic. You can just hear someone walking through the Southside practice facility banging on the gong saying, hey, everybody, um, Listen up, because it just seems to me that that's where there's going to be some changes. I wouldn't be surprised. So they're banging on the Archibong? The Archibong. That is an accurate <laughs> statement. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised if Carlos Davis is brought up. Uh, the guy they just signed off the, the – who played some with the Packers, and all due respect, I, I can't remember his name, um, but I think he, you know, he's got four years in the league. Uh, I, I would imagine he could be active. I just think we're going to see – a new cast of supporting characters with uh, Cam Hayward and the rest of the Steelers' offense or defensive line, excuse me, and that maybe uh, that to me could be a significant change, uh, really uh, seriously adjusting the personnel up front on defense. Yeah, I guess you could look at it that way. I am going to choose not to. I will. I will uh, agree because uh, semantically. Changing out Isaiah Bugs for anybody not named Bob Lilly is kind of minor in scope. <laughs> Rear- to me. Rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, as far as the offensive line, you know, maybe put Zach Banner in and move Chukwuma Corfor to the other side, which is where you wanted to play him all year. I know for a little while there they were perceiving some progress, and there was uh, the thought was you know keep keep with the continuity. Uh, I'm not seeing any progress anymore. You can rearrange some more deck chairs there if you'd like. And then maybe the other thing, and I I might be underrating this, but Mike Tomlin referenced this week the three linebackers thing they unveiled, the three outside linebackers, five linebackers on defense that they unveiled against Lamar Jackson in Baltimore 
last year. I would come up with something schematic that is designed specifically for him because, A, I don't think they're throwing the ball down the field very much. So maybe you can go single high or trust whoever you got at corner. And, B, Jackson with the ball in his hand is just hold your breath time. And if you, if you think you're going to contain that, just lining up and doing what you've been doing, well, yeah, probably I, not happening. I, yeah, I don't disagree with you. The only thing is, you know, without T.J. Watt and potentially without Joe Hayden again, um, you know, <laughs> good luck. Good luck with that, too. Yeah. I mean, but, yeah. Well, I, just let them score quicker then. Then you get the ball back. Well, which brings us in uh, to the next <laughs> statement. If the Steelers pull off an upset on Sunday, it'll be because Ben has a big day throwing the ball. I'm going to disagree. It'll be because they found a way to contain Lamar Jackson. And this is the fascinating part of this matchup because no matter what you do schematically, uh, there is a certain element of his game that is, okay, time to make it up as I go along and just be me. And he made a couple throws against Cleveland Sunday night. Did you watch that game? Uh, Some of it. There was one where it was – Second and 10 from the 13-yard line, he wound up retreating to the 34 and staying just ahead of Tack McKinley and Jadavion Clowney and Miles Garrett. Then he finally flushed left and threw off his back foot at the 34-yard line. He was just running backwards, you know, uh, threw it to the middle of the end zone, and uh, Andrews comes out of nowhere the tight end and makes the catch for a touchdown. Clowney slammed his helmet in frustration. Garrett shook his hand. I, I don't know what else you could do at that juncture. Like, wow, okay, you could do that. Hats off, uh, which Clowney took the hats off thing literally, literally <laughs> threw his hat off, uh, which, you know, I'm glad that uh, that, that uh, it, it worked out the way it did for the uh, Ravens' sake because it was one of those plays that uh, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like it before. And – he does that. There are a lot of design runs and a lot of read options and a lot of stuff on script, but there are times when this guy's just going to say, all right, we're down to me figuring this out, and I better do something. So, they so you're can, okay with the four picks with no pressure on them? That he threw in that Cleveland game. Yeah. I'm not okay with it, but they still won the game. I understand. And they, they, have, they have five wins this just, year where it's ridiculous – but they found a way to win, and invariably it comes down to him. It's still a quarterback-driven running game. He gets way more attempts. He gets way more yards, and a lot of the attempts are designed. Uh, I think you got to stop that. If you don't stop that, I mean, if, if Ben throws for 350 and three TDs, it's not going to matter if this guy runs for a buck 80 and they score four. Well, I'm going to agree with the statement and disagree with you. I kind of, you know, this to me is going to be a different – Steelers-Ravens game. I don't think this is going to be Rock'em, Sock'em, Robots, as Mike Tomlin uh, referred to it. Uh, it's going to be physical, but not in. I don't think it's going to be 13-10, that kind of Steelers-Ravens game, or 16-13. Yeah, I don't know. 16-10 well, Sunday night. Yeah, I understand that, but uh, I don't think that, um, you know, I, I don't know that the Steelers can hold the Ravens under 20. And so, you know, I understand that the team with, with more points always wins, but invariably, invariably. But my my view of the game is more like um, the one in um, twenty seventeen when the Steelers won thirty nine thirty eight. 
because I, I, can, I can see it going either way because the Ravens the Ravens defense is really really uh, schizophrenic uh, against the run they're very very good against the pass they're awful they are awful and they're I know thirty second right and you know why they're not thirty third because there aren't thirty three teams I mean you know the Ravens have the same number of interceptions as the Steelers. And what do we think of the Steelers' interception total Not much. so far this year? Uh, the Ravens have actually fewer sacks uh, this year than the Steelers, and this is not Blitzburg. Um, and so, you know, they're 29th in completion percentage allowed, 32nd in passing yards per game allowed. They're, they're allowing over 300 yards passing a game. So um, I, I just think that when you look at – the Steelers team, as it's currently constituted, the reality of how they're performing lately, um, it's not going to be a run-the-ball-stop-the-run kind of game uh, in terms of a low-scoring, you know, slug-it-out time-of-possession situation. Uh, I think you got to maybe get into a little bit of shootout and then see can Lamar Jackson's legs beat Ben's right arm. That's, that's what I see, and I'm not saying that that's going to happen. But I think that's the Steelers' best chance to win the game. Well, let me just ask you this. It, do you think the Steelers can protect? Because I know you mentioned all those numbers about sacks and turnovers and everything. But the Ravens have this weird thing going where they give up yards and then they'll throw a blitz at you. And they, they can rush. They don't necessarily get you on the ground. But Baker Mayfield was running for his life and coughing it up and throwing it out of bounds. And they they find a way to, to dig in when they have to. What if their five-man or six-man pressures are as effective as they were against Cleveland? Can Ben hold up against that? Does he have any chance against that? Maybe not. But, again, I don't think you're going to be able to go jumbo package, put in Derek Watt, and run the ball between the tackles and end up with 35 minutes of time of possession. I mean, I don't um, – again, I'm not – I wasn't predicting that it's yeah. going to be no, 39. I, I get you. Yeah. yeah. It's – it's problematic. Yes. Oh, very, very much so. And um, as this next statement that you're going to read kind of leads me to my point. Okay, let's get to that next statement. The game against the Ravens is just what the Steelers need right now. Disagree. <laughs> Strongly disagree. Because, you know, I get the whole idea that, you know, the Ravens coming to town might get the juices flowing, you know, in the home, lo- home team locker room in Heinz Field. Uh, you know, uh, rivals, hate them, John Harbaugh, you know, whatever. All those things, probably. But I just don't Some think... Some more than others. <laughs> certainly, certainly, certainly. Um, but let me just say, I don't think that this Steelers team is ready for uh, the Ravens. I mean, I, 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 I just... It's a bad matchup. You know, they say about boxing, you know, the matchup makes the fight. Uh, this is a bad. This is a bad matchup for the Steelers, and uh, you know, if you, when, when you get, admittedly, and this is by acclamation, coach, defensive captain, quarterback, after the Bengals game, you got handled on both lines of scrimmage. I don't think a visit from the Baltimore Ravens is what you need. I am going to disagree. I think this is exactly what the Steelers need, and I don't know what they're going to be able to do with it, but. <laughs> So then it's if 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 they get if they get stomped then it's not what they needed. Well, you, you do have you will you concede that. I'm thinking globally here. 
Okay, uh, I'm not looking You're for painting a, with a broad brush. Uh, yeah, and I'm painting blue because I hate red. Uh, you know what? I'm painting green. green. I hate blue too. Uh, that's another podcast for another time. Uh, there was a guy in uh, 1980 whose team was up against it, and his response to his team was, "Great moments are born of great opportunity," and that's what you have here tonight. And of course, speaking of the great Herb Brooks before Team USA felled the Russian giant in the Olympics. Uh, this gets the Steelers out of the soup if they can pull this off somehow. Not that you still don't have a lot of work to do thereafter, but after I lose to the Bengals 41-10 to and I perceive my playoff future to be like Wiley Coyote hanging on that one branch at the top of the cliff and listening to the branch start to crack. With I, the anvil falling yeah, on your head from the sky. I don't want to play the Jaguars. I want to play the bully. I want to play the 8-3 and three, number one seed in the AFC, and I want to get past that and say, you know what, if I can do that, I can do a whole lot more. It would restore confidence, which I don't know if it's waning or not, but I'm going to guess it might be. Uh, it would restore their competitive status in the division and in the playoff picture. It would generate momentum. It would uh, salve a lot of wounds. Salve, bandage, stitch. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, find a way to win this game. The landscape looks dramatically different. Agree. <laughs> Agree with all of that. I'm just yeah. not real uh, confident um, about that happening. I mean, you know everything what? you said about what this win would mean to that, that this Steelers team is absolutely correct. Uh, I just, I, you know, and I said this to you. Um, in night in 2005, and I was wrong then. Hopefully, I'm wrong again. Uh, when the Steelers Pretty shot, <laughs> when the Steelers were seven and five with four games left and had to get into the playoffs. And my point then was, I don't see how a team that just lost three in a row the way they lost three in a row can turn it around and win four in a row, uh, playing a totally different style. Uh, but they did. Yeah. Um, you know what else happened? In 2005. They won the Super Bowl. Yeah, but I mean, before all of that, they lost to the Bengals. They were getting ready to play the Bears. Yes. And what happened at practice? The pads came on. The shoulder pads came on. Well, and they were allowed – and they – They were actually allowed to use them back then. Yes. The the CBA had not uh, taken over uh, and limited – uh, that to the degree that it limited it, but, but when you heard Mike Tomlin confirm on Tuesday attire, that shoulder pads that would be, be a, worn, this, a, a change of attire. Did you not immediately think, "Oh, this is just like 2005"? Plan the parade. No, that's not exactly. What I kind of did. <laughs> I did. I thought. I thought this is this is the the stroke of genius. It was genius then, and it's going to be genius now, Labs. Well, I'll tell you what, and I'll just say this here for the record. If that happens, I will wear. I will have a shirt made that says "He's right," <laughs> with an arrow pointing towards whichever direction you're sitting from me, yeah. uh, and I will wear it. And you can take a picture of me. Can I post it? Because all the cool kids post that stuff on Instagram and Snapchat. Oh, and oh, I know. You're you're a big, you're, you're, you're you're a big TikTok guy. Oh, I got to admit. It. Yeah. Yes, you can post it. Yeah. So, no, all, all kidding aside, um, you got a chance to dramatically change yes. the landscape, is my point. Uh, you, you wouldn't have that playing anybody. And you might not have a better chance than you would playing these guys. 
to to make a dramatic a more dramatic change. You're absolutely correct. I just don't yeah. think that that change is a realistic expectation at this point. Well, as a wise man once said, that is why they play the game. It's going to do it for us. We want to thank you for uh, continuing to find us, however and wherever you find us. We're, we're going to do this earlier next week, right, because uh, short week. Uh, we'll have to further review that. We may have to take the week off. Take a knee. Yeah, because um, I don't think we can do it earlier. Well, I want to talk about Kirk Cousins, man. <laughs> do it myself. Okay. Who needs you? <laughs> He's you like, you like that? I'm Mike, I do that? like that. I'm Mike Prasuda, <laughs> and you've been listening to Agree to Disagree, the podcast with the motto, I'm, I'm right, right, he's wrong. wrong.